Welcome back to the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. My name is Woodrow Bellamy III, and on today's episode, we'll be learning about Airbus A-Cubed, which is the Silicon Valley division of Airbus. They've been working on some exciting electric hybrid air taxi technology projects. You might have heard of one called the Vahana, so we're going to learn all about that today. Before we get started, let me briefly remind everyone that the Global Connected Aircraft Summit is coming up in June in San Diego. Make sure you visit our GCASummit.com website for all of the latest speakers and updates we've added to the agenda. And if you use the promo code SPRING, S-P-R-I-N-G, SPRING, you can save up to 20% on the cost of admission to the Global Connected Aircraft Summit this year. So make sure you go to GCASummit.com. Use the promo code SPRING to save up to 20% on the cost of admission. On this episode, we'll be discussing artificial intelligence, machine learning, and the exciting projects being researched right now by one of the artificial intelligence panelists at the 2019 Global Connected Aircraft Summit, Arne Stoshek, who is the project executive for Wayfinder at A-Cubed by Airbus. So Arne, can you give us a little bit about your background and tell us what it's like to be working at Airbus A-Cubed right now? Thanks for having me at the podcast. Uh, It's a pleasure. So my background is in autonomous cars, actually cars, ground-based autonomous robots, machine learning before uh, starting uh, joining Airbus. And basically, I'm now expanding my engineering horizon into the third dimension. So I joined Airbus A-Cube. A-Cube is the Airbus Silicon Valley Innovation Center here in California roughly uh, three years ago. And uh, in particular to join uh, the Vahana project, uh, that's a project to uh, uh, target development of an electric autonomous air taxi and started developing the sense and avoid solution for that um, at the time demonstrator. And uh, then the topic of self-piloting autonomy, we know it became a larger topic uh, for Airbus. So it was then spun off into a standalone independent project. And coming back to your second part of your question, a cube is a very interesting environment. It, it's basically looking uh, how it can we uh, make the future of flight reality and how do we put the technologies in place to make that happen. So it's a, a wonderful place to be as an engineer. Right. Yeah, it sounds like a very exciting company. And I know you all have some really exciting projects that you're working on as well, uh, some of which that we saw some recent updates around. Uh, first, could you just talk a little bit about uh, some of those projects that have been the most, you know, gotten the most headlines, one of which is the Vahana. Um, what is sort of the latest updates around the Vahana, and what are you all's sort of research and development goals with that uh, Vahana air taxi project? So the uh, Vahana project, uh, it's an urban air mobility uh, uh, VTOL demonstrator and has recently completed its uh, 50th successful uh, flight. And uh, as I mentioned, the um, 
uh, part that I'm involved with is the autonomous flight. So basically operating uh, this type of air vehicle uh, without the need to have a pilot on board. And uh, that is uh, one of the topics around is uh, sense and avoid. So basically how do you uh, avoid in air collisions? But then also uh, the, the larger topic of, yeah, how do you make that happen in uh, self-piloted autonomous aircraft? I see. And where is that project Where's the research and development for that project occurring right now? Well, uh, Airbus um, uh, started uh, in urban air mobility uh, business effort, a formal effort uh, last year. And and, uh, that's a joint effort between several Airbus locations globally, including uh, at the uh, acute locations here in Silicon Valley. I see. And, you know, the the Vahana and just the overall sort of end goal that Airbus is working on, as well as a lot of other companies in the uh, sort of urban air mobility space right now, it's a very exciting topic. I know it is for us. We cover it a lot. Um, Could you tell us maybe, you mentioned sense and avoid. What are some of the key enabling technologies from a navigation systems or flight control standpoint that need to be developed to enable the future of electric air taxi flight? Well, maybe to step back a little bit from the uh, just the topic of navigation. So I personally understand there are three core technologies uh, to be put in place to enable the topic of air taxis. Um, one is uh, electrification. So uh, you want to have electric propulsion, and that is uh, a cost topic. So you can uh, significantly reduce the uh, operating cost compared to a helicopter when going electric. And of course, then in environmental concerns, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, then the second topic is, is connectivity. So uh, you're in a basically fleet environment where you have, have uh, an, uh, connectivity uh, to operate your vehicles. And then the part that uh, I'm involved is the uh, topic of self-piloting autonomy of a vehicle. And uh, that is related to uh, the business case, but also scalability. And, and, and looking uh, in terms of scalability, if you, in, in general, uh, the aircraft industry, if you look at uh, the gross projections uh, for uh, air travel, for com- large commercial aircraft, it's, it's much double in, uh, in a certain time frame, and uh, meaning the demand for pilots. Is, is much greater than the availability of pilots. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, we basically uh, create an entire new flight ecosystem, urban air mobility, and the uh, demand for pilots uh, just by orders of magnitude uh, the uh, available number of pilots that we have right now. Interesting. And so... The availability of pilots is going to be an issue. That's, it's interesting because it's not one that we've really covered from a uh, sort of electric hybrid air taxi point of view. Um, 
I mean, does there need to be just a, a special type of pilot just dedicated to that type of aircraft? Or do you think, you know, in the future you'll be able to pull or the industry will be able to pull from the existing, um, you know, uh, cadre of, of pilots of fixed wing and, and helicopters? Well, it's, in my opinion, it's, but let's just a math example. So let's assume we have a system that provides 100 million flight hours per year, which is what you would need to have to make a dent in an urban transportation system. And that translates roughly into the need of uh, 100,000 pilots per year. And, yeah, so globally, I understand they have something like 200,000 pilots uh, at this time. Uh, that gives an idea uh, about the numbers that we would need. And, uh, yeah, that's a scaling topic, but uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, also the business case topic. So you have a vehicle for four uh, people to fly. One of the four is a pilot. Uh, that is, has a totally different uh, uh, business dimension than if you have four seats and four paying passengers. Right. Yeah, and, you know, I, I mean, I know there's be a lot of people listening in and a lot of, you know, readers even of, of some of the, you know, coverage that we do on this topic that say, you know, this is this is a real futuristic thing. It's not going to happen anytime soon. What would you say to those people? Um, you know, how far from this becoming a reality from, you know, being able to actually order an electric hybrid air taxi and, you know, sort of get over traffic, which is what what we all want to do. How far away is that from becoming a reality? Would would you say from 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 your point of view? Well, predicting the future is always tricky. Um, just from a personal experience, uh, as I mentioned, I started out uh, working on autonomous cars. Uh, the uh, that. Um, the whole industry pretty much started about 15 years ago with a proof of concept and it moved in, in a very, very dramatically short time from a really crazy idea to uh, the start of a commercial reality. So basically, uh, every day when I drive to work, uh, I see uh, autonomous cars driving around me. So that's, um, yeah, that's, um, a lot of key technologies um, and approaches for autonomy were developed in that domain. Uh, and that's a good starting point to look at the uh, topic of autonomous flight. Got you. So the point that I wanted to make is I don't think this is a 50-hour topic. It's, it's a topic where we right now have to look at uh, yeah, the commercial aspects and the commercialization. Right, right. And, and and just uh, you hit it, you know, you, you've been talking about autonomy and I wanted to ask you about the actual panel that you'll be on at our upcoming Global Connected Aircraft Summit, which is a panel focusing on artificial intelligence and we'll also be discussing machine learning on that panel. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about artificial intelligence and you know, it's it's a really big buzzword right now, not only in aviation, but probably, you know, a, a number of different industries. Can you tell us, you know, what's kind of the consideration for the use of artificial intelligence within a project like Vahana, 
or other projects that you all are working on out there at Airbus A cubed? To explain that point, let me start with what do you mean this autonomous versus automated? So um, automated, um, that's currently state of the art. Uh, automated flight that's for large in the continental flight. Uh, there's already a high degree of automation, and that refers to basically following a pre-described series of events. Uh, the autonomy is um, different in the sense. Um, it, it's the ability, or the key challenge is the ability of an aircraft to uh, react to unforeseen events. It's uh, the ability to perceive the environment and make decisions. And make decisions as competent as, as, as a pilot. And so um, the uh, humans are really, really good at reacting to unforeseen events. And computers are good at repetitive tasks. So now the, the question is, how do we create this new behavior being good at reacting to unforeseen events, uh, how do we create it for computers? And this is where the topic of machine learning uh, comes into play. So machine learning is a class of artificial intelligence um, methods. And uh, machine learning, deep learning, uh, it's a, a technique uh, to basically uh, uh, have a computer learn from data that you perceive. And yeah, and that's, that's very interesting. Now, where within the actual, you know, flight operation would, would you see that coming into play for an aircraft like the Vahana or even uh, the, uh, I know you, you all are working on the city Airbus concept as well. Well, so if you basically uh, have an aircraft uh, that's self-piloted, then uh, basically the aircraft has to have the ability to perceive the environment and make decisions uh, about about certain actions. And make decisions as commonly as a pilot. And uh, machine learning, uh, deep learning, it's a key technology to to do that. The um, yeah. So there are in terms of development of that. Uh, there are several parts to that. Um, first is software. The, um, at the core of, of the software development, uh, there are perception methods that use machine learning and, uh, if needed, also traditional computer vision. And uh, it's yeah, understanding what is around the aircraft. And uh, it also ties into decision-making software to safely navigate, which is then the decision-making part. The uh, uh, second uh, part of the technical solution is hardware. Uh, that refers to a suite of sensors that allow the aircraft to perceive camera, radar, etc. cetera, uh, but also a very powerful computers uh, to run the type of uh, very compute-intense algorithms. And the, all of that has to be, uh, of course, 
put into a uh, safe and, and certifiable operation. And uh, another aspect is what we call a data-driven process. So this is uh, the approach how we develop in autonomous vehicles. And it's pretty much like flight testing of a new demonstrated aircraft. Uh, the development of autonomous aircraft is also an iterative process. And so where we start uh, with applying such an aircraft in a somewhat limited uh, environment in terms of operational complexity, then we will uh, train the system to fully understand the environment. And once we have a uh, full understanding of, these, uh, of the ability of the aircraft to operate that in that environment, it can expand then the uh, environmental envelope over time. And each iteration uh, cycle includes a massive data collection, followed by system uh, testing, uh, verification of system safety. And um, yeah, that's pretty much the, uh, the technology approach in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it's a very interesting and exciting, uh, you know, technological concept that a lot of people definitely want to see come to reality sooner rather than later. Um, so, yes, yeah, very, very exciting. Also wanted to talk to you about um, some of the, you know, one of the main topics, obviously, on our podcast is in-flight connectivity, the use of Internet connectivity on commercial airplanes and business jets today. And I wanted to ask you about you know, when you look at how you're developing the Vahana and, and even, you know, Airbus is working on City Airbus at this time as well. Um, where does connectivity come into play or do, do, does it have a role within, you know, how you all are, are thinking about the future of, you know, an electric hybrid air taxi? Uh, you know, in commercial aviation, we've had, you know, airplane flights for years and then in the last decade or so, internet connectivity has kind of changed the passenger experience and now it's even changing the way pilots get weather updates and you know maintenance techs get data off the aircraft where do you see internet connectivity either in satcom or air to ground cellular coming into play for an electric air taxi concept well first of all i should clearly state uh, i'm not involved in the development of internet con connectivity for large commercial aircraft even though I very much appreciate when I fly uh, <laughs> to have the type of service, <laughs> to say. Uh, for, uh, and not being the technical expert on the topic, uh, the fact uh, that an air taxi flies considerably lower than uh, commercial aircraft uh, gives more options to how you can realize uh, connectivity for such an aircraft. Also, uh, basically, the distance covered are considerable uh, lower. So in an in, in urban air taxi, yeah, I mean, the, the basically fly distances uh, that are common in the urban environment. And you don't fly from, say, US to uh, Europe, which uh, is a huge uh, path to be covered with connectivity. So that makes the, uh, uh, I wouldn't say easier, but there are basically more options how to uh, look at the technical realization. And the um, 
that's the technical realization aspect, and uh, then the other aspect is what you need it for. Uh, so if you have a large fleet of uh, electric aircraft, uh, air taxis, uh, there are a lot of aspects for uh, fleet management, deconflicting uh, customer interaction, uh, where connectivity is simply a necessity to to operate that. Yeah, that that's very interesting. Uh, the deconflicting airspace, as I know, you know, the air taxi would have to fit into the sort of existing airspace operations. So um, that could definitely be a, a, a major application for connectivity in the future. And, and yeah, I, I also did want to ask you about that. If you all look at, you know, how you get data off the aircraft or just, you know, monitor the health of, of such an aircraft, those could be potential applications for connectivity as well, couldn't they? Absolutely, absolutely. The, uh, and there are a lot of uh, very interesting technologies you mentioned, uh, health uh, monitoring, etc. I mean, just for the autonomy system, uh, the data collection is in the order of, of petabytes. Uh, so not terabytes, it's in, yeah, it's three orders of magnitude more uh, petabytes that we foresee uh, uh, to extract from a fleet of aircraft. So we'll be also developing is an infrastructure to uh, collect this massive amount of data uh, to uh, process uh, this massive amount of data and, and to use it for uh, re-verification. In, in essence, the approach is that you collect the uh, entire experience of your aircraft fleet over the operation, and then uh, this data is available to uh, uh, perform operations such as uh, in uh, re-verification of the system. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, in you know, for the maybe for the remainder of the year, are there any major goals or or sort of uh, you know uh, major targets that you all are, are 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 targeting as you continue to research and develop the Vahana and maybe any other projects that you're working on out there at the uh, Airbus A-Cube division? So the um, the target uh, of the autonomy development is um, to uh, move from a um, prototyping proof of concept uh, such as Vahana into uh, a commercial solution. Uh, and this is where what we embarked on right now. And uh, not necessarily to be delivered this year, uh, but we started uh, this year is that we have a scalable solution uh, for autonomy that we can propagate uh, through a range of aircraft. And then uh, looking at what are similarities of the development tasks um, centered around autonomy uh, that are at a very high degree of uh, similarity from air taxis to a large commercial aircraft. And and uh, what is an approach to uh, uh, certification around that? Right. And uh, the and, and most important, uh, the what is an approach that ensures uh, safety uh, of an autonomous operation? And um, yeah. Airbus, we have a history of um, developing 
and uh, this is where we see uh, one of our core competences. How do we make this new range of technology uh, safe? Right. Okay. Got it. Well, Arn Stoshak, thank you for joining us today on the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. And we look forward to seeing you on the Artificial Intelligence Panel at the upcoming Global Connected Aircraft Summit. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And that's it for today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they are released. We have some great interviews planned within the next coming weeks and months that you won't want to miss. And for more information about the Global Connected Aircraft Summit coming up in June, go to GCASummit.com. Use the promo code SPRING to save up to 20% on the cost of admission. So we hope to see you there. My name is Woodrow Bellamy, and thanks again for tuning in to the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.